Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sarah Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Rob Roseman. Rob is a divorced dad to three kids and the creator of WTF Divorce. Rob got divorced right as the pandemic started. He found great content on social media about divorce support and coaching and wanted to find a way to share it with others. With WTF Divorce, his goal is to help other divorcees with relatable divorce support content from experts, as well as to create a community where people would know they weren't alone. So I am super excited to welcome Rob Roseman to the show. Welcome, Rob. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. I'm excited to be on. Oh, my goodness. It's so good to have a male voice talking about divorce, because I know I mean, I'm female and a lot of the people that are listening probably are as well. But, you know, I think it's really important to get both sides of the story because quite often things are much more similar than we really imagine. Um, and also it can give good perspective to hear that you know, not all members of the opposite sex are as bad as maybe we think they might be. So welcome to the show. I'd love you to start by sharing maybe your own story because I know you're divorced yourself and a single dad. So maybe could you fill us in with the story? Yeah, of course. Um, so I have a unique background. I'm a former Las Vegas poker pro. I got married in Las Vegas to uh, my wife at the time. We had three young kids, uh, moved to the Atlanta area for her career. And like a lot of relationships go, got divorced uh, a couple of years later. And I was just like, what the F now? What am I supposed to do? I've got three young kids. I don't know how to uh, figure this out. It was the middle of the pandemic. It was very isolating. And I stumbled upon on Instagram of all places, uh, help coaches date as m most guys do. We start by looking for dating help because that's the first thing cliche. What do guys do after their divorce? They get on the apps and realize I got to figure this out. But the dating help actually led me to uh, divorce help and specifically finding other men talking about divorce. So I found it like very therapeutic. Uh, and as I got more into it, I was like, wow, I wish more people knew about this. Because if I feel like this, there's got to be millions of men that are also clueless too. So I have a dad podcast, I thought, hey, why not? Let's try to start spin something up. I started a uh, website podcast podcast really called WTF Divorce, where the main goal was to open up conversations for men and women to just talk about their experiences with divorce. Wow. And you're helping so many people with this, as you say, I think, I think it's different though, sometimes for men than women, like you say, men will go for the dating first, maybe. And that's interesting that you say that because definitely I think for women, we go and talk to our friends and we talk about it. We talk about what's going on, how we feel, uh, not all of us, but a lot of us will find that. Is that, is that the biggest difference that you see from your platforms? Yeah, well, again, it was all my personal experiences. I just felt very alone and isolated after divorce. It was 
I, they say 50% of marriages end divorce. None of my friends were divorced, so they couldn't talk about it. And if they did talk about it, it was, hey, what's going on with the apps? Or you're going to meet somebody better anyways. There was nobody to listen to the pain and the grief I was feeling. So I just didn't know where to turn. I think men in general aren't as uh, vulnerable to open up about these things. I think we have these feelings, but we sometimes don't know how to express it, or we have friends that don't know how to express it. So we kind of are left isolated. And then I think a lot of us do turn to dating as a form of connection, when while that can be helpful and there are benefits, you, good benefits, and you can meet new friends from it. I think uh, it's important for men to find other men and women going through divorce to help them through it. Yeah, absolutely. I just think it's so, so important because like you say, both men and women feel very, very alone. And it's funny you say that, you know, the stats are, I think in the States, 50% of first marriages end in divorce. I think we're slightly lower than that here in the UK, but it's still sort of mid 40%. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because when you look around quite often, there's very few people you know at the time that are divorced, especially for me, my son was only one at the time. So, you know, we were at that nursery stage. I was definitely the only mom at nursery with who was getting divorced you know there was nobody else um and there was a real stigma then there still is a little now but not so much thankfully so i mean how did you cope in those early days rob if you weren't talking to your friends um what were you doing to help you get through it was very hard i mean i did see a therapist for a bit and that helps and i always advise people just just try and get somebody on there to listen to you but yeah, it was very hard. I think uh, I found podcasts to be very helpful because I could drive and listen and I would hear one thing and be like, oh, wow, I'm going through that too. So that helped. But yeah, it was very, still can be very isolating and alone because you're stuck with this. I just want to talk about this with somebody. And then the other person, they might not want to hear it or we're dumping all the time. So I still think it's a real uh, pain point is this feeling of like, am I the only one going through this? My family, even if they want to talk about it, maybe they're not the best people because they're, you know, they have their own feelings or, you know, throwing the other person under the bus. It's just like, it's a very confusing time for people. So I think it's so important for men and women to just find other people going through it to connect. And because it was something that I struggled to find, I wanted to help do whatever I could to create some kind of community for people to do that. So tell us about your community and, and how does that work for you? And it's for men and women, right? It's not just for men. Absolutely. I quickly learned that uh, women are the uh, bulk of the audience for divorce. They're the ones looking for help, looking for support. So, And like we've talked about, the advice translates 95% to both men and women. I just think men seek it out less and sometimes might uh, find it more relatable coming from another guy. But I really just started as let's start a podcast with conversations. I cut them into really short clips. So it could be like, how do I do this when my co-parent uh, forgets to pick up the kids? How do I go on a date with somebody that's doesn't, it's never been divorced? All these little questions that we have. And I cut them into short podcasts. And then we do a lot on Instagram where we kind of share the short clips. And I like to add the other piece that, you know, I'm personally a big fan of comedy and humor. And I think if you can't laugh about this stuff, you're going to be crying a lot. So I try to add, you know, memes and just funny, relatable uh, jokes to take some of the edge off, like a little bit of a spoonful of sugar for the medicine. 
I love that. And I often share your uh, Instagram posts on my feed because I do find them funny. And I agree. I think, you know, divorce is an opportunity to redesign your life, you know, the way you really want it to be. And, you know, that's that's your choice. But, you know, a lot of people understandably get caught in that sort of the, the past, don't they, and looking backwards. And that's really just going to keep you stuck, isn't it? Yeah, and you don't really know that unless you talk to other people going through it. So another thing we do that's gotten really popular on our Instagram are these ask a question, share a story, a confession kind of thing. And one, two, three people would start writing it. And then I would get flooded with, oh, my God, I'm going through that, too. So just even if you're not participating, just seeing other people's conversation might uh, unlock something in your head that says, oh my God, I never could articulate that problem that I was going through, but seeing that person talk about it really helped me. And I get messages like that all the time that make it all worthwhile. Yeah, it, it, that's the rewarding part of this job, I guess, as well for you. Um, tell me a bit about the confessions. What the sort of things are people confessing then on your, on your platform? Yeah, uh, they started off as confessions inspired by a, a friend of mine I saw doing it on Instagram, but really they turn into... Just like share what's on your mind about divorce, co-parenting, dating. And a lot of people, a lot of them would be negative rants, but a lot of people would just share. I think the feeling that you could do it without your name, without your face is liberating for people. And then it kind of creates this momentum where other people are sharing it. And then I would, you know, maybe take something somebody said and say, oh, are you going through this too? And then that, you know, snowballs into a bunch of messages. So it, it creates this kind of community where people feel better seeing other people going through it and then I try to add like little gifts and pictures to say you know take your terrible thing you're going through and like a picture of a dog video that like can help you laugh at it too and contrast that you're going through something really painful but you can laugh about it too and you're not the only one dealing with it yeah you're definitely not alone when you're going through this but it does feel like that but these sort of platforms like yours will really help bring the, that community together which is great so what are the biggest questions that people are reaching out and wanting help for, do you think? Well, I think there's what I learned is I actually started it to deal with uh, life after divorce, because what I quickly learned is divorce is very hard, stressful, emotionally, financially. But once you get those papers signed, you're just getting started. Now you've got to learn how to co-parent. I always tell people, you, you probably don't talk to your ex-girlfriends all the time. Now, a lot of times you're talking to this person every day that might be contentious now you have to figure out how to have this relationship with so there's a lot about co-parenting we do talk a lot about i'm now starting to see a lot of people that are in the divorce process or thinking about it and that's like a big topic too and that's where you know i love to show off people like your work where like a divorce coach i never even heard of such a thing and like how much time and money and sanity that can save you if you can find a professional that can like guide you. What do I ask my lawyer? I think I need to fire my lawyer. Uh, my, you know, co-parent isn't adhering to the agreement. What am I supposed to do? So a lot of questions that just come from every phase of divorce and like there's help out there. We're just trying to connect people with that help. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think that's really good. I think Obviously, I'm a massive advocate for divorce coaching, funnily enough, but, uh, but I do I do think that, you know, it, it's everything I wish I'd had when I was going through my divorce. And, you know, still, I learn things from my ex-husband. He's uh, very good at contributing content for, my, for things to overcome and navigate and how to work through difficult situations. And I think, you know, 
I think those those challenges can also really frustrate you. You're trying to move on with your life. You're trying to move forward. And yet there's somebody in the background that potentially keeps hooking you back into something that maybe isn't very healthy or maybe just really is upsetting for you. So knowing that you've got other people there or someone who's walked in your shoes and can help you through is, is great. So I think that's amazing. And I, and I do think that there is a big rise now in, in the number of people offering support for breakup and divorce. Are you seeing that in the States? Because I know over here, I've got a training school for people to, to train to become breakup and divorce coaches. I mean, the demand is, is much higher now than ever before. Yeah, and I think what's really neat too is like usually it's somebody that has gone through this, this pain, they've done it alone. And there's this feel, everybody I talk to wants to give back. They're collaborative. There's not even competition between, oh, if I'm not the right coach, totally go see this person or let me even recommend them. So that's so great to see that people understand that. And really like if we can educate people, which is you know part of my mission, educate that these professionals are available, that this content is available it can open up the population, the pool of people that are thinking, oh, I didn't even know this existed because I think that's a big thing too. We're in our little bubble where we're you know, seeing this stuff all the time. So if you can introduce people to like the fact that there's this great stuff out there, they can say, oh, wow, like this is exactly what I was looking for. I didn't even know this existed. Hey, it's Sarah Davison here, the Divorce Coach. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. I just wanted to let you know about a free gift I've got for you, which I know will help you if you're struggling with your breakup or divorce right now. I'd like to offer you a free week's membership of my Heartbreak to Happiness online support group sessions with unlimited access to any of the groups during this time. So what are they? Well, these are friendly and confidential online support groups run by my accredited coaches. I've designed them to ensure that you know you're not alone and there is help and support out there to help you cope better. One delegate, Jane, said after her first session, I can't believe how much better I feel in just one hour. Another delegate, Wendy, said, My friends and family are so fed up of hearing me talk about this, and now I finally feel like I've found my tribe. I've designed these sessions so you'll meet other people going through similar situations, and you'll be able to share your story in a safe space. My specialist coaches are all trained personally by me and are there to offer support and help to enable you to dial down those negative emotions and let go of your ex. So I wanted to make a special offer to all my podcast listeners, which is a three weeks access to this unique support. It means that you will have access to as many support sessions as you would like to attend in a week. And we've got lots of days and different times to choose from. This is a great way to start to take your power back and help you feel more empowered. Remember, as I always say, it's not what happens to you that defines you. It's what you do about it that makes you the person you are. So sign up now at www.saradavison.com forward slash support group. That's saradavison.com forward slash support group to claim your free gift and to move 
from your heartbreak to happiness. Why do you think there is help for pretty much every other challenge? Like, you know, you're an alcoholic, there's AA. If there's, um, yeah, you want to lose weight, you've got Weight Watchers over here. I think you have them there too. Yeah, you know, this this if you have like, mental health challenges, there's a you know, there's a suicide line, there's Samaritans that can help. There's all these different things with different areas, but for heartbreak, which is something which pretty much every human being on the planet goes through after the age probably now of about 15, 16, having watched like Love Island, I think it's getting a bit younger these days. But you know, that you go through that heartbreak, whether it's a divorce or or any kind of breakup, we all go through it. I don't think there's I don't think it could be anyone on the planet who hasn't had their heart broken at some point by the time, you know, they get to their older age. So why do you think there isn't that kind of support until now, obviously, but why, why do you think there hasn't been in the past? Yeah, it's a great question. And as you rolled off those things, I'm like, there should be a divorce anonymous. There should be a hotline. Those are great ideas. I think so many reasons. I think uh, there's shame in divorce. There's the fact that, again, we know these statistics, but a lot of times, People don't even know people that are going through it. I think there's, and I think I hear a lot about this from women where like, there's a, oh, we don't want to talk about or don't talk to my husband about it because maybe we, we might be a mirror to the problems in their relationship and maybe it might be contagious. So like, I don't really want, I'm sorry you're going through that, but like, let's talk about you know, what's for dinner tonight. So I think there's just this. And the other thing is, I think it's been, happening for years divorce but it's relatively new that it's becoming more open about it and normalized so or even something like uh alcoholics anonymous has been around longer i think divorce is probably especially with the rise of social media this is kind of a brand new thing where we're able to talk about these things so all kinds of reasons but uh clearly the market is there this is millions of people going through heartbreak like you say the problem is just visceral in so many different ways so yeah. there's a great opportunity for us to create space for that but we need to tell people that it's out there that's the first step yeah absolutely I, I, it's always fascinated me why there isn't there hasn't been that support i mean i recently launched my online support groups for that reason i was like why is there no no way you can sort of drop in and get advice from a an accredited breakup and divorce coach so my coaches now run sessions every week you can just drop in and and, and and get hours of coaching if you want in a week um you know that's something that i just thought gosh this has really really been missing but i mean it is fascinating to me because why do you think it is person. yeah i mean sorry to interrupt sorry sorry to interrupt why do you think it's so there there isn't more of a like a calling for this why do you think it's so kind of in the shadows uh, i think i just think that it's something that we're expected just to suck up and get on with you know whereas you know if you're you have a problem with alcohol or food you know there are you know there's always been specialists for that as well haven't there you go to you go to you know rehab or you go to therapy or you go there hasn't ever really before the birth of the divorce coach which is relatively recent you know definitely in the last sort of 10 12 years it started to pick up since i started doing this like 12 13 years ago now obviously there's there's more of us there's still probably only about 600 on the entire planet when you think about you know, the number of people that go through it, it's a very, very small um, coaching niche. and very fast growing. And I think that's because of the pandemic and things like that, it's brought it to the fore. I think as human beings, we expect each other just to be able to get up and get on with it. Um, and you've got your lawyer, 
But what people maybe don't realize until they're thrown into that divorce process is that lawyers don't actually deal with the emotions. In fact, they strip them all out, which can leave you feeling you know, very alone and very scared and, and frustrated because you want to send that letter. You've done this, I'm upset, how dare you? By the time the lawyer's taken all that out, it says, this happened <laughs> on this date. And you're like, well, hang on. <laughs> what about how angry I am? And they're like, no, we don't need to communicate that. So, you know, I think I think since people, have this, there's more divorce, this is more commonplace, there's not so much of a stigma, maybe that's why. I, I just think, you know, there's been therapists for everything, you know, sex, intimacy, everything, but not divorce. So thankfully now... There is, and there's the support people need. But um, yeah, it's it's a mystery to me. It's a mystery to me. But luckily, we're here, and we're we're hoping to you know fill that gap and provide the support. And I know your platform does a lot of good towards that as well. So now, what's your vision moving forward, Rob? Because I can see that there's a lot of people getting a lot of support from what you're doing. I can see you're bringing men and women together. There, you know, you were talking about dating. Um, I'm fascinated by dating because I think that so many people are scared to date. I know a lot of my clients in my coaching clinic say, I'm never going to date again. I hate all men or I hate all women. It's not for me or I'm not ready yet. You know, what, what are your views on that? And is that what you see from the men that are on your platforms too? Yeah, I think uh, dating in today's world with the apps and everything is like handing a 15 year old kid keys to a Ferrari and saying, go figure it out. You know, it's fun, but you're going to crash and burn. And I think for a lot of divorced people, a lot of them got married in their early twenties. Some of them have only dated or been intimate with, with a couple people. So now you're throwing them into the wolves and let's be honest, I think the dating apps are an incredible tool, but they will make your head spin and you will get extremely frustrated with them if you don't know how to navigate them. So I think you do need uh, some guidance, whether that's coaching or just information, because, you know, you're just, again, I always tell people like, you're, every guy is the worst, every woman sucks, this kind of thing. You're seeing thousands of women all of a sudden in like, you know, an hour, and you're getting bombarded with messages, of course, you're going to feel like this is this is too much. But I think the days of like, Oh, I just met somebody at the grocery store. Unfortunately, I imagine 80 plus percent of people are meeting on dating apps. And, you know, that's the reality. But at the same time, like you need help and support to figure out how to use them. You need uh, help and support to figure out how to spot red flags that you probably weren't so great at in your marriage. Uh, how to break up with people is a skill that we struggle with, that we are a lot of us are people pleasers and let things continue. And dating can be a great exercise in saying, you know, Sarah, we had a great time, but like, I don't think it's a match. And, you know, and being able to come away from that and saying like, oh my God, I did it. I stood up for myself. I chose myself. I haven't done that in so long. So these muscles that I think dating can help you develop, but at the same time, like there's a lot of failure and just banging your head against the wall. So it's very challenging, but I think it's very important because we don't want to be alone forever after this and you also don't want to just go back into the kind of relationship that you had before so it's very important to take some time and and learn as you're going out into this new world yeah you're so right and it's interesting to hear you say that do, do you think that's a, a male perspective as well as a female perspective because i i know that you know as, as women 
you know, and, and I'm a woman, I've been on the dating apps, you know, the, the, you feel those exact things. You don't want to let anyone down, you don't want to upset anyone. You know, I think, you know, there is, when you're, when you're on this side of the fence looking across at, you know, the opposite sex, maybe it's, you know, I'm interested to see, is that how men feel as well? Because getting ghosted and things, obviously we see it from our point of view, but do they find it hard too? Oh, totally. I mean, I think I, we've all ghosted somebody, whether it's intentional or not, like you're just like, oh, I just didn't respond. Usually it's because it's, I don't want to make this person feel bad or avoidance of conflict. But I remember when it happened to me, I was like, wow, this is how it feels on the other side. Maybe this is good that I'm experiencing this. And I did the cliche that wrote back, like, you know what, you could have just said you didn't want to come out uh, that night. And it really like after that experience, it was like eye opening to me to say, you know what, like, if I'm not feeling some feeling it with somebody, I'm going to express that. But yeah, I think guys are going through all virtually all of the same things. Maybe we our experience on the dating apps, I imagine, are quite different. I imagine if you look at a woman's dating app, and this is one fun thing from dating is you develop friends and they could be like, oh, look at what I'm dealing with. The men are probably, you've probably got 700 messages on yours because men are just throwing their line into the sea. Women are just barraged with this. So it's like, uh, it's a very different vantage point. And I think it's helpful for people to like have a guy friend or a girlfriend to, to look at look at what we're dealing with here. And that can help you like say, oh man, I didn't know what it was like on the other side, but I, I got a lot of empathy for anybody dating in their thirties, forties, and fifties after divorce. It is like a whole new ball game. I've got, I had to figure out, uh, I've got three young kids. Do you want to go on a date? Oh yeah. My kids are in high school or college. Oh, well, I can't get off until, you know, 10 days from now I have a night off. So there's just like yeah. a lot of complications that come with dating after divorce that can understandably make you want to throw in the towel. But, you know, this is a goal that you want. You want to improve your life. You want to improve your relationship life. It, it's it, helpful to figure it out with, with other people dealing with it. Yeah. Do you think it makes sense if you are dating and divorced, but you've got kids? Do you think that it makes sense to sort of select people that have kids as well because they then might be more understanding? It's a good question. And I, I obviously experimented with both. I thought, oh, I've got only a couple days a week where I am free. So let me try dating somebody without kids or with older kids. And then what I found is they might not be so into, trust me, my, one of my first dates, they're like, oh, how many kids do you have? I was like, three. How old are they? Seven, five, and two. Their heads explode if they're like, uh, I've got older kids. I can't deal with that. The trick is like when you find somebody that has kids, now you're dealing with the uh, logistical complications of, you know, this person has one day off in uh, another month from now. So what I found out for me personally is like it was more important to find somebody that could relate to my life, even if it was more challenging to meet them in their space, because I want somebody to get that I got to go to baseball practice and like I'm not ignoring them and that, you know, I'm not complaining all the time. So I think they have their pros and cons like you're you date somebody single without kids going to be a lot easier to see them. But for me personally, I think it's important to find somebody that can you know, relate to what you're going through. Yeah, I agree. And also that, that, you know, gets on well with kids, you know, maybe they don't have kids because they don't want kids or they don't like kids. 
again, that's going to be a massive challenge because if they're, if they're not going to get on, I guess that's something you really need to sort of establish from the get-go because that's not going to work, is it? Yeah, you have the cliche too. I hear a lot of women say, oh, these uh, 50-year-old guys, all they want to do is date a 28-year-old. And I'm like, well, first of all, that might be what they want, but there's probably not that many young women that actually want to date this uh, divorced dad that, you know, <laughs> but also like uh, that's going to run its course too. So if your guys out there like thinking that's that might be fun for a, like a moment, a fling, which if you need to go have that, that's okay. But like, in reality, like if, if you want a long lasting relationship, you're going to have to, you know, narrow your filters, figure out what you want and find somebody that can meet you there. And the only way of doing that is unfortunately kissing a lot of frogs, dating a lot of people to find out, oh, I don't really like this. Oh, this person's pretty good, but this is an issue and saying like, nope, 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 until you find the right person. And that's a hard process to go through. Yeah, it is. You were talking there about sort of men dating uh, younger women. I think there's a real phenomenon at the moment of women dating younger men, because that I mean, one you know that you know it's, it's nice, I suppose, for old women to have a younger man. But then, but for the same reasons, it is you know the other way around. But but also for the younger men, I don't know if you've seen this on your platform. A lot of the feedback that I've seen is look, they're not taking me on a date via Baby Gap and then onto the ring shop. You know, they've done all that. They're not bothered. They're just confident in themselves, their own body. They know what they want. So actually dating an older woman has a lot of pluses, whereas I think a lot of my clients think, oh, no, no one will be interested in me. And then, you know, they get a lot of, especially on the dating apps, a lot of interest from younger men who actually that's what they want. They don't want the rest of the pressure and, and that. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. And what you, especially when you're coming out of divorce, the reality is, is like, you probably don't want to jump into a serious relationship or marriage. So give yourself the permission to have some fun, meet somebody that's younger, make yourself feel a little better. Because yes, like you said, there's a lot of guys that would love that experience. And, and then the reality is, is like, this was fun. I don't think this is going to work out forever. But you know, you were a great person, we had a good time and then be able to end it. So I think we're all so caught up in Oh, what are you looking for? That question. And maybe it'd be like, I don't really know right now. Right now, it's just like I'm figuring things out and I'd like to meet somebody and hang out with them, see where it goes. But, you know, I think we all assume as a guy, I always kind of assume that like, oh, the woman just wants to like, she wants the path to getting married. So if I'm not ready for that, I've got to lie a little or kind of just say what she wants. And what I found is like, the honesty, which is something we all struggle with when we're dating, is appreciated. It's like, oh, thanks for telling me that. I'm kind of just looking for that too. And like, so if you yeah. can have that uncomfortable conversation that you probably haven't had in 20 years of your marriage, like you'd be surprised that a lot of people respect that and are open to it. Or they'll say, no, I'm actually like looking for a wife and I want to have kids. And you say, oh, well, I don't think we're a match. This was good meeting you. Yeah. But then again, you know, it's not to say it can't work. It works for a lot of men with younger women. And so, you know, and I, I actually have some good friends who are dating men that are 20 years younger than them and they've been with them for years. So, you know, I, I, you know th again, I think we've got to throw all these sort of old traditional ways of thinking out the window because, you know, I think, you know, obviously people are a lot younger now in their 40s and 50s than they, you know, we, we are sort of 50s and you, you know, 40 and 40s and you 30. It's, it, it's changed a lot, don't you think? So I do think that 
you know, one, go and have some fun. And two, it's got to, you've got to have the right values. And obviously somebody is wanting a family and you've got all that and done that. You don't want that. That's one thing. But I do think, you know, you never know with these things and keep an open mind. But that I think what you said is absolutely key. Well, it's great advice. The communication is what is key in these relationships. If you're honest and open about what you want, then you might find a way forward or you might not. But at least you're doing it with honesty and integrity, right? And going back to what we were talking about, this is why you need a divorce community because you're married friends that might be unhappy in the relationship. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm already feeling judged by my friends that I'm dating, maybe a younger man. And the reality is like, if you talk to other divorced people, they'll say, oh yeah, I did that too. Or like, that's okay. Go you got to do go, go. <laughs> exactly. But I always, I still say this, my married friends do not really understand what it's like. And that is part of that isolation. And that could be even in something lighter and fun, like dating. It's like this gap of like, you don't get it. I got to do what I got to do. It would be nice to find other people that can relate to it. So another aspect of like what why finding divorce community is so important yeah absolutely so that brings me nicely on to ask about your divorce community where can people listening right now find it and get involved well where do they go yeah and thank you for asking and this was a lot of fun um i am at on instagram i'm active there at wtf divorce just like what the f divorce because i think that's uh what we're saying to ourselves half the time is what the F is going on here? Is anybody seeing this? Uh, we're at WTFDivorce.com. We have got a weekly email. We have a podcast. If you like listening to podcasts that are really short clips, so easy to remember, WTF Divorce for all things divorce, dating, co-parenting, everything. Lovely. I love it. And one final question for you that I ask all my guests, Rob. So my podcast, as you know, is called Heartbreak to Happiness. I think it's really important to know what happiness is for you. So you can tap into it, even if you're having one of those WTF days. Um, what is happiness for you, Rob? Well, it's a good question that I've struggled with. I think a lot of it is like giving yourself some space, some times to be like, you know what, this is just this day was a disaster. I think we all struggle with that. So taking care of yourself, which especially when you're a parent and you're on all the time is something that we struggle with, but like, let me get some time for just me. And uh, it's very important that a lot of us take for granted, but that could be, I'm just going to go out for a walk by myself. I'm going to go to a movie by myself. I'm going to find a friend to connect with, but some kind of self-care and grace for yourself that you're going through something really hard is important. And it's something that we're not taught yeah absolutely time out for you very important well thank you so much rob i think you what you're doing is amazing i think you're helping a lot of people so thank you so much for the good work that you're doing and thank you for being a fabulous guest today thank you sarah for having me that's it for today's episode do make sure to head on over to instagram to at wtf divorce to find out more about rob and see some of those funny memes that always make me laugh and i look forward to you joining me on my next episode that's it for today's episode of heartbreak to happiness don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of sarah's virtual retreats the retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sarah herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. 
For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sarah's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.